Welcome to Round Guy, the podcast. On the phone with us is Cole Cook from KCII's Football Friday show that's on 6 to 7 on KCII. Uh, he's going to be on today with uh, Smithburg Autos High School Football in Southeast Iowa program. Beat the Round Guy. Uh, welcome to the program, Cole. Dave, I really appreciate you reaching out. It's uh, good to be on today. Well, we, we uh, our listeners uh, really growing in the area, uh, covering high school football is a big plus for Round Guy, the podcast. We're trying to do uh, something a podcast really isn't done, kind of local stuff, but we're we're really growing. Uh, we really grew in uh, Wellman this week, and we have a huge following in Wayland, and, but pretty much everywhere in Southeast Iowa, and it just keeps, you know, we'll, we'll get into a city, and then we'll double that, and then we'll double that. Uh, the, the podcast is growing, but we love to talk about your show on our show because that's where we get the best information. You have the best, you know, local coverage of football. Uh, we could even imagine that both Scotty Melvin and I uh, agree on that. So tell our viewers where, how to get to your program, what, what, where's that on the dial and what you cover. Yeah. Thank you very much for that, Dave. So, yeah, we have our KCII Football Friday preview show. Um, well, just first off, AM and FM uh, KCII, we we deal, uh, we got news, of course, music, and uh, sports. Well, I'm the sports director at uh, KCII. So uh, this football season, we have uh, what's called KCII Football Friday preview show every Friday night. We gear up now for week seven already of the season. It's kind of just flying by uh, already. But uh, 6 to 7 every Friday night, you can tune into the preview show on AM 1380, FM 102.5, or FM 106.1 on the uh, radio dial. And it's really exactly what it sounds. We just get you set for a night full of football. Myself, um, sports director Cole Cook, and then I'll have uh, Zach Eulin on with me every game. And we just run down all the games in the area. Uh, I broadcast all of Washington football games. Uh, this week they have uh, Kia Cuck. So I've seen a lot of uh, the Demons. Uh, those games are on 106.1. And then Zach has Mid-Prairie football games on AM 1380 and FM 102.5. So not only do we preview those games, but all of the other teams uh, across uh, southeast Iowa. Zach and I just kind of have banter back and forth. Uh, we just run down each game, talk about some key matchups and what we're looking for in each contest we do have a pick em challenge as well kind of like what we're going to do here today we also pick an athlete uh, throughout the week who we think uh, really stood out the week prior kind of as an athlete of the week segment that's what we'll also touch on in that hour it's just a whole bunch of running down the schedule uh, in the in the area breaking down all the contests for that week uh, i know here in week seven there's a lot of intriguing matchups as we are just one week away from the or a couple weeks away from the uh, playoffs and a lot of teams in southeast iowa are buying for a postseason bid so got an important show again uh friday night from six to seven so i mentioned it's on the radio dial am 1380 fm 102.5 and fm 106.1 but there's other ways to listen as well like if you go online to our website uh, that's kciiradio.com and you click on the uh, listen live tab you can uh, listen to our streams that's online or uh, we're also available in the app store or google play uh, with uh, apps download our free mobile apps that's kcii one and two so it's a great way if you're heading out to the football game if, if you're going to watch your tv or your team 
uh, on the gridiron that night while you're heading to the game. If you want to flip that dial on, uh, listen to Zach and I just break down all the games. It's, it's kind of a fun way for all those uh, viewers to listen in, and it's just a great way to uh, get you set for a night of football. Really does, and, and uh, the information, the, the volume of information about all these teams. You know, we started the week one. I think we covered four teams. You know, and in the third week, we expanded it to eight teams, and now, you know, we're covering up to fifteen games a week, uh, and getting good coverage out of them. But it, it sure. How many hours a week do you prep for to for these shows? For for these shows, well. So I, at the station, I have a lot of, wear a lot of different hats. Not only do I, you know, do all the sports and stuff, but I have other stuff that uh, I have to take part in. But usually, it's a couple hours throughout the week as far as preparation for each each game. Of I just break down, you know, look at the stats, box scores. I talk to a lot of coaches throughout the week on our coaches' corner shows on Saturdays, so I got a lot of intel in there. Uh, so altogether, I would say it takes a couple hours to uh, prepare for our segment with Zach of just breaking down all the games. There's a lot of pre-recorded stuff uh, as well, talking to kids. So all around, it's it's quite a few hours throughout the week to prepare for our preview show. Now, do you get to talk to the coaches? Yep, uh, we have a Saturday morning segment, uh, Coach's Corner, every uh, Saturday morning at 9. We have eight teams that we specifically cover uh, on our preview show we break down, uh, we expand that out to a little bit, uh, 18 different teams. We kind of break down the game. But as far as our Coach's Corner show goes every uh, Saturday morning at 9, uh, we have eight teams. That's Washington, Columbus Community, Highland, Lone Tree, Winfield, Mount Union, Waco, and Sigourney, Kyoto, uh, Washington, and Mid-Prairie in there as well. So, uh, yeah, we talk to those coaches Saturday mornings. That's outstanding. We're talking to Cole Cook of both the Fairfield Football Friday on KCII and Saturday mornings, coaches corner, corner. Uh, Aria, um, let's jump into playing beat the round guy. Absolutely. So, uh, beat the round guy is based on a show that aired on WHO TV for 25 years. It started in 1975 and went, uh, like 20 years and then went another five years in the nineties by a guy named Jim Zobble. And the show was uh, called beat the bear. And uh, Round Guy was on that show quite a bit as a guest. So what we do is we ask local people or local experts, as we call them, uh, to give us their picks, and then we compare them to the Round Guy's pick. Hence the name Beat the Round Guy. So Mm -hmm. the first game uh, is Keokuk, Washington. Uh, Tell us what you think about your thoughts on this game. Well, Washington has obviously had a very tough season, one and five right now. But one thing about it, I think the hard part of the demon schedule is behind them. They they went through a tough stretch. Grinnell, Washington, the last couple of weeks, that's really taken them out of the playoff picture. It's looking like the postseason is uh, not in store. But uh, I know the demon program, as I mentioned, I broadcast them, and uh, they're going to be full of heart. You know the demons uh, want to finish this year strong. They have three very winnable games to close out the year. Uh, Keokuk has been a program that has uh, really struggled the last couple of years. And this year, uh, they have a, a different quarterback, and uh, they just haven't been able to put anything together. Uh, so when I look at Washington, this is a prime time opportunity at Case Field. It's their final home game, by the way, and it's homecoming. I think there's, there's too many pieces uh, for Washington to come together for them not to win this game. I know they're shorthanded. They lost 
quite a few guys even from last week because uh, injuries have hit them hard. Uh, but I don't see a scenario where Washington does not win this game. Yeah, I, I like Washington's defense. It seemed like their defense has performed well all year long. Yeah, they they kind of just have given up big plays is really the only reason why they've kind of given up uh, some points throughout the way. As far as limiting teams uh, – in the red zone, I think the red zone defense overall has been pretty solid this year. It's just been the big plays that's been a bugaboo. And this Keokuk team has shown that uh, explosive plays has not really been in their arsenal. So I think, uh, to your point, Dave, I think the Demon defense uh, should come up big in this one. Well, Scotty and I both agreed with you on that. Now, here's a game that kind of looks close on paper. Fairfield at Solon. Tell us uh, your thoughts of that. Kind of opposite of Washington, right? The Demons had a tough slate in the first six games. Fairfield, give them credit. They are 5-1. and one. I don't want to take anything away from them because they are having a fantastic season. But we'll really know what Fairfield's all about in the final three weeks with Solon Grinnell and a Washington to close out the year. They have to win one of them to make the postseason uh, Fairfield. But, I mean, when you talk about a Solon squad, Solon is Solon. I saw them last week, and they are the real deal. We'll learn a lot about Fairfield tonight. I don't think they have enough. Give me Solon. Uh, the Spartans going to get it done. Yeah. Uh, actually, Scotty and I both have a running clock in that game. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Fairfield only played Fort Madison, and they got crushed by them. Their, their teams that they played all together, I believe, only won two games combined. So, yeah, uh, you're exactly right. Their yeah, I mean, strength uh, of schedule against the teams they've won have not been great. Again, credit credit Fairfield. They've won the games they're supposed to, but the last three games, uh, it's going to be a litmus litman I mean, test the, for their them. Offense is, They've is been good. on the rise the last couple of years. A winning season, pat on the back for them, but uh, we'll learn a lot about them uh, against Solon. I think the Spartans are too much for them. Let, let me ask you this. Uh, I, I think Tate Allen is a pretty uh, gifted quarterback, seems to make good decisions and gets a lot of passing yards. Uh, do you think he can get to 21 points in this game? I saw that stolen defense last week. I know Tate Allen, to your point, has been fantastic. I would I would kind of be surprised, to be honest with you, if they score three touchdowns against that Solon defense. Solon is the front runner in that district, and I just don't see Fairfield having much success on the offensive side. Okay, well, good to hear. Uh, now let's go to now uh, Oskaloosa. I ha- oh, do you have a rating on Fairfield somewhere? Uh, it, it didn't. The news poll, Max poll, wasn't out when I looked at their their game. Do you have any? Are they rated in the uh, state anywhere? No, I do not believe they are, they have uh, cracked the top ten yet. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, so anyway, the uh, Oskaloosa news prep Max has them at number twenty seven. Uh, they had a four zero start, but now they wind up see themselves zero and two in the conference. They have a very good balanced attack with their uh, running and passing. They're up against a pretty tough Pella team that's two and four, but I, I they might be two and zero oh in their conference. Um, they had a tough schedule too. What are you? What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, that's it is interesting when you look at these matchups. Well, first off, they kind of have the rivalry there, Oskaloosa versus Pella. That goes back, you know, many years. Always good when those two two teams face off. To your point, Oskaloosa started the season fantastic, and then they just got thumped. Really took one off the chin a couple weeks ago against CCA, 
and it looked like that snowballed into last week. So I think this is a pivotal, pivotal game for Oskaloosa. Can you beat your bitter rival in Pella against a Dutch team that is down this year? I know they've uh, grabbed the last two, and they are kind of trending in the opposite direction. If you want to make the postseason, this is a game Oskaloosa needs to win. And Pella, who is very young, and I know they've had some injuries throughout the season, they're starting to gain some confidence. I think this is a make-or-break game for both teams as far as if you lose this game, it's going to be tough sledding for you to make the postseason. Uh, so it's two teams heading in the opposite direction. Now, which one is going to come out on top? I think Oskaloosa has just enough weapons to get it done, but I think this is a very close matchup. Outstanding, outstanding. Uh, Fort Madison, at is it North Liberty or Iowa City Liberty? Uh, yep, Iowa City Liberty, yep. I don't know much about that team. I know how good Fort Madison is. Fort Madison is rated number 15 by news prep. What do you have? Yeah, Fort Madison, uh, Washington had them earlier in the season, and what a great ball game that was. The Bloodhounds came on top. It really came down right down to the last minute. What I will say about Iowa City Liberty, it's a team that's coached by former Washington head coach James Harris, who just left uh, last week or last year for that job. And they had a gauntlet of a schedule the first five games. They finally broke through against Mount Pleasant. They really took it to the Panthers last week. So while Liberty is sitting at one and five, got to be full of confidence after that W and a chance to make two in a row. If they can get this one, that would be a very quality win against a Fort Madison because, uh, you know, Liberty is a program that's trying to establish themselves in Class 4A. And I think uh, as far as the postseason goes, Fort Madison needs this one for sure. And I think uh, the Bloodhounds have enough uh, to get it done tonight. The uh, uh, Scott Melvin said that they played uh, North Scott very well. Did you hear about that game? Or? Uh, for uh, Iowa City Liberty? He said they, they played uh, uh, North Scott and they, they, they oh, represented yes. pretty yep, well. Yep. Against... Yeah, that's uh, kind of it was a 21-0 what it ended up being, but, you know, you hold North Scott to 21 points. That's a, that's a win for your defense for sure. Uh, it's kind of been the offensive side of the ball right now for uh, Iowa City Liberty so far this year that they're, they're trying to uh, gain some traction. Uh, but, again, they're coming off of a big win. Can they make it two in a row? Maybe, but I just don't see it tonight uh, against Fort Madison. So uh, Mount Pleasant plays uh, Burlington. Oh. Burlington played North Scott last week and got roughed up. So what, what do you see this matchup as? It's weird to see Mount Pleasant struggle so much. You know, I've been around in the area for quite a few years now, and Mount Pleasant's always a tough team. This year, they are struggling. There's no bones about it. They have one win, and they got thumped last week by Liberty. They're just having a tough, tough time right now, and uh, they're a program that's trying to build for the future. But Burlington, this is a team, they've had, this is their best season in over a decade. Burlington has been full of losing football the last decade plus. But this year, they really have something special. They're running back Williams. I saw him first game of the year. He really took it to the Washington defense. Uh, Burlington has way too many weapons, I think, for Mount Pleasant to stick around. And I think Greyhounds, maybe it's closer first half, but second half, they're really going to start to uh, separate it. And I think it gets to a running clock. Uh, Scotty Melvin is just 
flabbergasted by the running back of Burlington. Do you, could you talk about him for a minute? Yeah. Uh, coming into the season, uh, at least on paper from last year, it looked like it was going to be all about their quarterback, Kanye Baker, who, don't get me wrong, has been fantastic for them. But Williams just uh, kind of came out of nowhere. As I bring up his stats, he already has almost 1,400 yards. This is Bryant Williams. He had some big plays against Washington, but he's also a bruiser as well. He can take it up the middle and do some great things. He's uh, reached Pater already 18 times in just six games. That is pretty impressive. Brian Williams, probably one of the best backs in class 4A. So uh, this next game is a real, you know, we're, we're uh, into the smaller schools now, but Pella Christian uh, is playing Cardinal. Do you know where these teams are ranked? I don't have that information right now. Both are five and one. Yeah, so Cardinal was in the top 10 last week. SK took them down. So uh, I think Cardinals got bumped out, but PC their only loss on the year, Pella Christian, was to Sigourney Kyoto, which was a great game, by the way, a couple weeks ago. Oh, I, I listened to that on the uh, radio. This, yeah, so it's this battle is really for a battle of uh, playoff positioning. Looks like if Pella Christian can take care of business against the Cardinal team, that they should be slotted into that two seed in the district. If Cardinal wins, then they'll have a chance to uh, get that two seed, as SK looks like uh, they're solid in the one seed. Uh, so this kind of has playoff positioning written all over it in this Class 1A matchup. The Pella Christian defense versus the Cardinal offense, as far as a position player goes, Cardinal is very explosive. They like to throw the rock, uh, led by Maddox Jones, their quarterback. Uh, so can the PC defense limit Cardinal? I think they do, and I think Pella Christian wins and is really going to take over that second spot in the district. Well, you agree with Scotty Melvin on that. I'm kind of betting on the Cardinals' speed uh, and the, the being at home. Give me a scenario where I'm right. <laughs> they have full. They are full of speed. Talking to uh, Sigourney Kyoto coach uh, Jared Jensen a couple weeks ago, he's been high on Cardinal for really the last couple years. This has been a program that's been on the rise. Maddox Jones has so many weapons uh, beside him that uh, they can torch a defense. Now, if Pella Christian can limit the big plays and make them drive down the field chunk after just, you know, three, four yards, five yards a pop. I think that favors Pella Christian. It's if they give up any big plays, that's a scenario that Cardinal can uh, maybe make it a shootout and uh, pull off the upset against PC. Yeah. I was impressed with the 26 points they scored against uh, Sigourney Kyoto. So, I mean, their offense performed against a, you know, a good defense there. So I, I hope they win. I, I don't know. I might be pulling a little homer on that one. Uh, now, here's a, here's a team that, I, I mean, you could talk about them. They don't have much of a matchup this week, but Sigourney Kyoto playing Central Decatur. How, how about this Sigourney team? Man, they are just so impressive. Last year, you know, they made the Final Four in the Dome, and they are just – they just hit the ground running here in uh, the second year after losing so many good players from last year's team. Yeah, Coach Jensen just has this team continuing to rebuild, and their focus from week to week is outstanding. Central Decatur, I will say, it's a long bus ride. They go to Leon, uh, so you got to stay focused for a two-hour-plus bus ride. And if you win this, you have, at worst, a share of the district crown, and you pretty much wrapped up the one seed in the district. I think there's too much focus with this team to have a letdown in, in week eight. I think they're really primed 
for a deep postseason run, and it starts against Central Decatur. And SK, give me them uh, all night long. Yeah. Three, four yards of pop every time you hand the rock to Cade Molinex. Good things are going to happen. They're just going to chew up too much time for the Central Decatur offense and specifically their passing attack to do much uh, work with it. So uh, SK, I think second half, they pull away. Yeah, that Cade Mullinek was my offensive player of the week last week. Uh, so uh, Newton at Lone Tree, this looks like a pretty close matchup. Or New London, yeah, so, I mean. New London yeah, at yeah. Lone Tree. New London, Lone Tree. This is two teams desperate for a win. Really, as you break down both of their contests, it's uh, really the loser is pretty much out of uh, the playoffs. The winner still has work to do, but it's pretty much an elimination game. New London, they have struggled the last couple weeks. Two and three, that is just weird to see for a Tiger program with so much tradition. I know they played Waco very tough a couple weeks ago, 7-0. But then they pretty much laid an egg to Iowa Valley last week. Uh, Iowa Valley just took it to them. So kind of Jekyll and Hyde right now is New London. Lone Tree, a good defensive unit. Coach Bohr has always preached kind of good defense. Their offense has been hit or miss throughout the season. I know they had a big back and Tyler Bell go down a while back. So they're still trying to find things offensively. But you talk about must win for both of these teams. Uh, it is this one. New London, I think, just has maybe one more position player that's uh, able to get the win. And like I said, it's a chance for them to stay in the playoff hunt. Okay. So you're, you're picking New London. Yep, I'm going to go with the Tigers in a real close one. Okay, now uh, News Prep or Max Prep has this uh, Mediapolis at number 16 and 4 and 2. They're playing Durant, which I don't know anything about. Uh, tell me about these teams. So Durant on the season, they're kind of deceiving. Uh, they just have one win, but you talk about one, having probably one of the best backs in the state, Nolan DeLong, who's just a junior. His numbers the last couple of years have been ridiculous. And they've had a tougher schedule. And they've lost some close games. They just haven't been able to put anything together. So on paper, you know, Mediapolis, it looks like, you know, might have an easier week. But that's not the case. This is a game Meepo has to win, uh, try and position themselves for a nice little playoff push. Durant, you lose this one, you're probably out of the uh, playoff conversation. Can Mediapolis slow down the rushing attack of Nolan DeLong? It, it's... It's pretty much all their offense, the Wildcats. Uh, their offense is Nolan DeLong in the ground game. So can the Minneapolis uh, ground defense uh, really stop them? I think they can because I really like this Minneapolis team. They've lost a couple close games. West Branch was really at the, the final minute of the game uh, just a couple weeks ago. They could be 5-1. Five, five and one. I know they took one off the chin a couple weeks ago against Regina, but that's Regina. I like Meepo to win this one and really put themselves in the driver's seat to um, get in the playoffs. Minneapolis was my pick for defense of the week last week. Uh, how good is their defense? Yeah, they got it done. What was it? Uh, 49-0 against Wilton, uh, who that score really surprised me, to be honest with you, because Wilton seems like that's a program that's back to the caliber that they are. To hold that Wilton team that has some weapons to – Zero points, that's very impressive. Uh, to your point, that's probably a good pick for the defensive team of the week. Uh, Meepo definitely brought it, and I think they make it two in a row this week. 
little, the time's getting kind of away from us, but I do want to talk about Waco, uh, Winfield, Mount Union. Wow, these two teams are fantastic. Uh, how good is Waco? I got Newsprax has them at number nine, and Iowa Pole had them at number five. What do you think? Where do you see Waco at? Man, this this is going to be a fun game. This is probably one of my favorite games of the week. Well, first off, you have the Henry County rivalry between Winfield, Mount Union, and Waco. Uh, and the Warriors are trying to wrap up the district crowns, try and stay undefeated. They actually have a bye next week before they start with the postseason. What I've been most impressed with with Waco all season long is the way they have won games, meaning a variety of ways. They've shown they can put up big numbers. They've gotten into some shootouts, but they've got also gotten into some defensive battles. I talked about it earlier. A couple weeks ago, they played New London. It was 7-0. I have never seen that score in eight-player before, so they showed that they can uh, get it done defensively. Their turnover margin is ridiculous. They can get teams with six turnovers a game because they've done that, and they win the field position battle. So what's been most impressive for me for Waco is they can beat you in a variety of ways, and I think that is what separates good teams from great teams. And Waco has the makeup of a deep postseason run. Winfield Mountain Union, they have weapons headlined by you know, future U of I recruit and Cam Buffington. Abram Edwards on the outside is a good target as well. But I think this game is going to win, be decided in the trenches, and therefore advantage Waco, and uh, Warriors get it done on the road. Well, Scotty Melvin uh, really follows Waco and uh, Winfield. He's going to be at this game. Uh, I guess my question is, is uh, Cam Buffington, can he put 21 points on the board in this game? I think Waco defense uh, at times have given up some points. And when you're talking about Winfield Mountain Union, this is probably going to be one of the better offenses they played all year. 21 points, yes. I think uh, I think Winfield will get will get their points. But can they stop Waco? I don't think so. And like I said, I think up front in the second half, the Warriors are going to start to take over. So, But, uh, yeah, I like Winfield Mountain Union offensively to put up some decent numbers. Okay, we just got a couple minutes left. Let's touch on Centerville at uh... – Mid Prairie. Mid Prairie is a very good team. We have a lot of people listening in Wellman. Uh, quick thoughts on that one. Yeah, Mid Prairie, they showed a lot last week despite the loss against Williamsburg. That one came right down to the wire. I think this is an improved team from last year. This is a game that uh, they want to uh, really position themselves for a good playoff seed. And I think it's a game that they will have at home. Mid Prairie is going to get it done. Scotty Melvin has a running clock in this game. What do you think? Yeah, uh, second half, I think Centerville is the team that, schedule-wise, I think they haven't played the power of the teams like that uh, Mid-Prairie has. You know, Mid-Prairie's 3-3, three and three, but one of those losses was a game they were unable to play against Regina. So, mm-hmm. I think this is uh, just overall better team, Mid-Prairie, than uh, Centerville. So, give okay. me the Golden Hawks. And just real quick, we've got less than a minute. Williamsburg at Davis County, just the winner. Uh, Williamsburg, uh, the Raiders going to get it done. Okay. We've been uh, talking with Cole from KCII. Thanks so much. Uh, We're out.